One of the chief Freedom Convoy organizers has called the findings of the Public Order Emergency Commission, quote, a dark day for the nation. While the commission ruled that the Trudeau government's use of the Emergencies Act was justified, Commissioner Paul Rouleau also stated many media outlets amplified disinformation about Freedom Convoy protesters last year. And with a surge of migrant foot traffic at Roxham Road, the Quebec government is going directly to Washington to address the border crisis. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, February 21st, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. In an exclusive interview with True North's Andrew Lawton, Tamara Lich expressed disappointment at Commissioner Paul Rouleau's decision to uphold Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergencies Act. Lich said that it was, quote, a dark day for Canada. Here's what her comment sounded like. Um, I really felt at that time that the commissioner was really listening to me and um, empathetic, I guess, to our, our plight. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, st I'm still a little shocked, I guess. I, I um, like I said, this wasn't a, a surprising decision, but, you know, we were holding out hope for, for something a little more. I mean, this is a dark day for Canada, in my opinion, um, but we have to stick together and we have to keep working together. We cannot make change in this country if we are all divided. Lich was one of several organizers called to testify before the week's-long inquiry, which wrapped up last year. In the report tabled before Parliament on Friday afternoon, Commissioner Rouleau concluded that the federal government was justified in invoking the act, but Rouleau's decision was not without its critics. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms put out a statement on Friday saying that it was, quote, disappointed with the ruling and is continuing to challenge the act's invocation in court. And Alberta Justice Minister Tyler Shandro said Alberta maintains that the act's invocation, quote, sets a dangerous precedent. Lindsay, first of all, great to have you back at True North. You're returning from maternity leave. Great to have you as your first time here co-hosting on The Daily Brief. Thank you. It's great to be back. This is quite a story, of course. Lots of strong opinions, lots of passions and, and emotions behind this more than a year-long, uh, I guess, national conversation about the Freedom Convoy. This inquiry here, not surprising that people are divided among the solution here. But Lindsay, should we be surprised at the outcome? I guess it's not surprising, but as an onlooker, I was not in Ottawa during that time at all. I wonder, why do they say that the federal government was justified? Was it just because of the honking? Because, I mean, from, from afar, to me, it looked like, oh, this was, you know, bouncy castles and a good time, and then people complaining about honking. Like, was, was there an element here where this was actually like a terrifying situation? Well, and that's the whole conversation that I think the commission, I'm not going to say glossed over because it covered it very heavily, but I guess Rouleau glosses over uh, really sitting on one side of the issue because he acknowledges that, look, it would have been better if they dealt with it another way. And, and he does not actually rule in the slam dunk favor of the federal government. He's basically like, well, yeah, I kind of see that they sort of felt like this was a serious national security risk. So okay, I can appreciate why they did it. That was his ruling. But when you're bringing in the modern day War Measures Act, I feel like you got to say, 
yes, it was justified or no, it was not. Whereas he seems to be a little bit in the middle almost. He, he said he did this ruling reluctantly. Legacy media outlets amplified disinformation about Freedom Convoy protesters last year, according to Public Order Emergency Commissioner Paul Rouleau's report assessing the federal government's use of the Emergencies Act. Rouleau's report found that the news media's portrayal of the demonstrations was an attempt to discredit the movement. The report read, quote, I am also satisfied that there was misinformation about the Freedom Convoy, which was used as a basis to unfairly discredit all protesters. Where there was misinformation and disinformation about the protests, it was prone to amplification in news media. Rouleau pointed to the arson hoax, in which an arson attempt in an Ottawa apartment building was linked to protesters. However, police later confirmed that the incident has no links to the convoy. The accusation was spread by legacy media outlets reporting on the incident, and federal politicians including NDP leader Jagmeet Singh and a number of Liberal and NDP MPs. Other false claims spread by media outlets about the Freedom Convoy included a fake poster shared by the far-left anti-hate network. At the height of the protests, the organization's chair, Bernie Farber, posted a tweet including a picture of an anti-Semitic poster that was later found to have originated in Miami, Florida, and not Ottawa. In addition, despite a lack of evidence, CBC anchor Neil Coxell claimed last year during a live broadcast with Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino that the protest was driven by, quote, Russian actors, end quote. So, Anthony, can Canadians expect the legacy media to apologize or even retract its reporting after what the POEC report is saying here? Well, one of the interesting things is that there have been some clarifications from some news outlets uh, after those stories were first initially reported on, particularly when it comes to CBC. I understand their ombudsman uh, did do a ruling on issues related to that Russian actor segment. And when it comes to the Ottawa apartment allegations, uh, this was something that I, I know a lot of media people on social media kind of gravitated to this right away and said, okay, yeah, it looks like we got something here. We, we got to dig deeper into this. But by simply amplifying that, yeah, we think that the convoy protesters tried to burn down an apartment building, which would have been a, obviously a horrific act of terrorism that could have potentially killed uh, many people in Ottawa. Uh, it certainly just sent the signal to people in the moment that, okay, this is more or less truth. It's more or less fact. And I think there are probably many people across the country who still believe uh, that there was an attempt to burn down a full apartment building. And now we learn that that's just not true at all, that there were uh, people who had nothing to do with it, who were, uh, for whatever reason, doing this awful thing. And I don't think that clarification has actually gotten out there. So, I mean, that's kind of the danger. And, and that's uh, probably one of the reasons why opinions are so divided on this issue still to this day on the nature of the convoy. Right. I mean, I don't think, I don't recall ever seeing a statement from Jagmeet Singh or any of the MPs saying that they apologize for spreading misinformation about the arson. Or maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think it speaks to the fact that people were in strong disagreement throughout over COVID-19 rules. They were passionately divided on issues related to the convoy, whether or not mandates should be dropped. And I've always maintained that that's totally fine because it's obviously a divisive issue. We live in a free country and all of these uh, hot button issues are going to have splits in opinion. But where things are unfortunate is when people go, okay, I disagree with these people. Therefore, I'm of a mind to demonize them no matter what and to run with things that partially aren't true. And I think we saw that with Mr. Singh, certainly keen 
uh, to get on the bandwagon with things that uh, have you verified them? No, you haven't, but still running ahead with them. The Trudeau government is remaining largely silent on the surge of illegal border crossers crossing at Roxham Road in Quebec, but the Quebec provincial government appears to be taking matters into their own hands. Quebec Premier Francois Legault met with the U.S. Ambassador to Canada, David Cohen, on the morning of February 14th to discuss making changes to the Canada-U.S. Safe Third Country Agreement. Now, that agreement ensures that any migrant who comes to a Canadian border checkpoint seeks asylum in the first place that they arrived, which in many cases would be the United States. The accord was codified in 2002 as a safety initiative following the 9-11 attacks. But the agreement applies only to official land border crossings, making Roxham Road at the Quebec-New York border a loophole. At an illegal border point, migrants are not returned to the place they originally came from, and they can freely claim refugee status. Now, in the meeting with Cohen in Quebec City, Legault's proposed amendments to the agreement would extend the provisions to all entry points. Now, Legault said, I said to him, I don't understand why it's taking this long to settle with the United States. What we're asking is that the safe third country agreement be applied to all ports of entry, including Roxham. Now, estimates suggest that as many as 250 migrants now use the illegal Roxham Road crossing each day, with the majority settling in Montreal. On Monday, Legault also wrote to the Prime Minister urging Trudeau to redirect all asylum seekers entering Quebec to other provinces as soon as they arrive at the border. He described the current crisis as, quote, untenable. And Lindsay, we've also seen reports that the New York City mayor is encouraging people to get on buses and go up to upstate New York, where they get off the bus and then they get taxi uh, access and they go right up to Roxham Road. So people are very much aware of what's going on here and they're exploiting the system. Everyone seems to be sort of passing the buck in all of this. Right. The New York mayor, New York City mayor, he's actually paying for the tickets, I'm pretty sure. Um, so they're filtering right up through to Canada. And it's funny because Legault, I'm not a, you know, Quebec Premier Francois Legault fan because of his um, COVID measures at the time. But he had this funny video on Twitter where he said, you know, Trudeau needs to issue a tweet saying don't come here because he's referring to Trudeau's infamous 2017 tweet. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was 2017 or 2016 among, you know, Trump um, putting on border restrictions in the U.S., and then Trudeau said, you know, welcome to Canada. It kind of, and people took that as, okay, he's encouraging, you know, everyone to come here. And um, so, yeah, Legault said recently, it, Trudeau needs to make another tweet. And he's, he has to say, don't come here. You're not welcome here. And I think one of the things that's going on here is that Canadians are pretty open to welcoming immigrants. But so many people are looking at this and going, well, this is not about immigration. This is about illegal immigration. This is about, as they sort of facetiously call it, irregular migrants, basically meaning this is not the regular flow of how things are going to work. And there's a whole lot of people, including many immigrants themselves, who go, guys, this is just not a tenable situation, to use Francois Legault's words. We've got to get some control of this because you as a country must be in control of who comes in, at what point, and how they cross. Even if you're going to be incredibly generous about it, you still need to be in control of it. And right now, we're not. Right. And um, I saw it reported in La Presse that Quebec is spending an extra $20 million a month on social supports for these um, asylum seekers. And it's, it's uh, only going up. I mean, with reports of 250 migrants a day, and I mean, you know, Roxham Road was closed for a while, but it's reopened and it seems like it's back uh, better than ever now and more popular than ever. 
Uh, and then for his part, I know Pierre Polyev, the conservative leader, has said, um, you know, this is not a legal point of entry and it kind of disrespects people who are going through the legal uh, pathways. And I think the fact that it was closed down at some point over COVID shows that you can close this thing down if you actually want to. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day. 